0: Last night, I was in a room, walked in inside the room, this uh, tall man with a beard and a beautiful soot. And uh, <coughs> I couldn't help to, s- to see that he had about 12 arrows planted in his back with pointed coming out at the front and he was walking across the room slowly stumbling into pots and debris then suddenly fell into the ground and the water started to fall and made this beautiful music onto all the debris. When I came home, there was a white elephant in one of the little streets I went by. Those were instant, just like this, you know. Bang, you look at this and you say, whoa, it really takes you, wits you up, you know. And uh, it kind of removes you from your blinder. You know, just trying to to engage you into the moment in a very fresh way. Of course, this is theater. Nothing real. Yet at the same time, the image was so strong, you know, that you were just literally left alone. There was no past, no future. It was just this moment. You were totally engaged with it. You were away from your dreams. Uh, the Buddhist teaching teach, the Buddha teaches us that we are dreaming. You know, and uh, <coughs> we so there is a, in Buddhist practices a various technique in order to kind of. A, Wake you up. And uh, <coughs> there was like uh, in uh, the uh, uh, Tang Dynasty in China, uh, the, at the time, the uh, Zen monks were very much like, uh, you know, I would say quite, uh, you know, they had like techniques, really quite uh, a strong technique, you know, just to wake up people, you know, their students, you know. And there was this uh, story of uh, this. Uh, um, a young monk was called Qin, and uh, <coughs> he was like kind of the perfect monk. And uh, <coughs> he went into, uh, he entered the monasteries and inside the monastery he was like, you know, very helpful. He was always the first up, the last to go to, uh, to bed and uh, he was showing up at uh, the service all the time. He was extremely, you know, dedicated to his practices. And so one day the habit told him, and I said, Look, you know, you should go and see this uh, Zen master and having him, you know, ask him some question about Buddhism, you know, like uh, to teach you Buddhism. And uh, this uh, Zen master, uh, I believe, was uh, Wong Po. And uh, correct me if you know those uh, uh, those Zen masters from, from that period. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so Wong Po. Uh, he showed up at Wumpo and asked him the question, and you know Wung Po went like this, you know, <laughs> starting to kind of beat him up with a stick, <laughs> you know, like this, you know, and he had literally to get out of the uh, uh, get out of the room as fast as he could, you know. Mm. So he went back to his monastery, you know, and he went to the abbot and he said, "Well, you know, I, I it didn't go very well, you know." And he said, what happened? Well I asked him a question and he just beat me up with a stick. <laughs> hmm, that's strange. And you say, well, okay. Well maybe you didn't really maybe he didn't understand your question. Maybe you should go back. You know? He <laughs> said, really, you think so? I say, okay. So uh, he goes, you know. And uh, he goes back and again I ask him the question. <laughs> <laughs> Beat up! <laughs> yeah, he make it back, <laughs> you know, to to the uh, to, to, to the uh, to the temple, and like really, it was just like really, come on, <laughs> you know. And he said, I swear, I told him, I asked, I asked him really, uh, a very honest a question, as clear as I could. Maybe they weren't clear enough, <laughs> you know. So of course, you know, a little bit of doubt. He said, okay, you know, I'm going to try again. So he goes back, and once again, totally, you know, gone, you know, he said, okay, that's enough, <laughs> you know, and he said, okay, well, I'm leaving, you know, I've got it all, you know, he said, well, you know, before you go, uh, go see uh, this guy over there, you know, uh, it's an old geezer, you know, like a, you know, like an old uh, uh, teacher, go and see him and just like, uh, ask him, I mean, like, what went on, you know, so uh, he, he goes to this uh, old monk and he says, well, here will happen, and everything else. And then uh, uh, he say, oh, I see. Oh, that, that one, I know that one. Well, you know, it's just like an old grandmother giving you a cookie and milk. <laughs> <laughs> and bang, the story tells how this is all in time enlightenment. So uh, it woke him up. Yeah. So I always liked those uh, stories, you know. Now, uh, not uh, last week, I actually uh, went to the, um, uh, the. I work at the AGO and uh, Art Installer, and so uh, we have presently a show which is called Mystical Landscape, you know. So it's, they are like beautiful paintings. There's like uh, Gauguin, uh, <coughs> Monet, you know, many, many uh, beautiful artists from uh, the Impressionists, but also from uh, Northern artists, from all kinds. It's, it's all about having to do with a mystical aspect of art, you know, like uh, the interest that the artist brought into nature in order to really seek out, you know, a greater uh, insight, you know, and in search of God, you know, some of them. No, so uh, it's quite a it's quite a beautiful uh, beautiful show, and so they asked me to uh, if I could actually give a workshop on the, uh, Buddhist meditation and in order to enhance the art <laughs> viewing, and uh, <clears throat> and I couldn't help it when they asked me that I hear Sunim's my teacher's Sunim's uh, Samu Sunim's voice you know I remember during my training. If the effort I was putting in my practice was not say sufficient uh, for him, he would always accuse me to doing my practice for the art, you know, like in order to kind of improve my art practice, you know, that kind of thing. And so, uh, which uh, it was just a way for him to kind of really, uh, you know, uh, show me. Uh, a uh, way that it, it you know, the, the practice was not something to serve yourself. You know, there was also, uh, in order to relate with the world, you know, and also to come with a helping hand. You know, and uh, the practice being twofold, once for yourself, but also for the sake of all being. You know, so when you actually approach your practice with such a way, you know, then of course the world becomes at very different places. You know. Uh, you come. It's like it's a little in, in another way. Instead of uh, uh, what's in it for me, it's more like kind of a how can I help? You know. So it's it's a you know. And uh, so I thought to myself, you know, well, okay, uh, how am I going to introduce you know a Buddhist practice with the art, you know, and having people coming, and to kind of a uh, put that across as well, you know. And so it was really interesting. Uh, it was a sold out, and it's actually happening for another two months. And, uh, and one day, it's like seventy-five people, you know, uh, show up. And it was like a three different workshops. And uh, <clears throat> and it was a, a, it was very really interesting because they asked me which room would you like to have your meditation. And so I went through the gap, through the, the gallery, and uh, <coughs> there was one picture of Van Gogh, which right away I said, this is here, I'm going to do it. And the reason is because uh, a month ago I was in Paris, and I was visiting the Musée d'Orsay, which is a museum where you have basically all of those uh, Fauvist and Impressionist paintings. And many of the paintings that are in that show here in Toronto come from that museum. You know. and, but it's a large, very large museum. And uh, so there was like, uh, um, uh, it's like about thousands of people, you know, at at any given time in this museum. And one woman out of the blue, you know, uh, comes to me and she said, uh, sir, maybe you can help me because no one seems to be able to help me here. I'm like, you know, just pick me up. (laughs) And, you know, and I I say, well, what can I do for you? And she said, I'm looking for one painting and I can't find it. And I say, oh, really? And which one that is? Well, it's a Van Gogh, you know? It's a night painting of Arles. And uh, knowing very well, and I realized actually, this, the painting she was looking for, was the one that my team was actually hanging that very moment in Toronto. (laughs) And I couldn't believe it. I say, out of the whole, she had to pick me <laughs> and ask me where the, pa- the painting is, you know. So I was like totally dumbfounded, you know. I mean, really. And added to that, two days later after seeing that painting, I mean, uh, being, uh, sorry, at the, at the museum, I was actually in Al, you know, for a couple of nights, you know. And uh, so I thought it was very really fitting. I said, that's going to be it right here, you know. Beautiful, dark, uh, gallery, and uh, <coughs> and the painting was right behind me. Instead, of, it was basically the Buddha, uh, my, my altar, you know. Mm-hmm. And I had, like, basically the chair being put, you know, in a half a circle, you know. And, uh, <coughs> and so, uh, we, uh, so I actually started by telling them the same story why we were here, you know. And so that's kind of a, <laughs> they all make them laugh too. Anyhow, so, and then uh, I I started to, in order to introduce the meditation, I told him the story of uh, our dear friend Hua Zhu Sunim, which is uh, the uh, Zen teacher in Ann Arbor, Michigan, in our temple there. And uh, once uh, she was uh, telling me about this story, when she, it was in 1960, in New York City, there was the, the, the Summer of Love, and uh, so the the hippie days, and there was this uh, uh, big gathering of musicians, writers, and artists in Central Park, you know. And so she uh, she went there for the event. And uh, at the end of the event, she managed to kind of squeeze herself to the very front row, you know, and was sitting right, her, right in front of her, Helen Ginsberg, you know, the famous poet and writer. And so, and she kind of, uh, you know, looked at him and she said, you know. What is the most important thing in life? <laughs> you know? And him without be, you know missing a bit, say, breath. <laughs> <laughs> so so then, that's where we've got to begin. With breath, you know. The awareness of the breath, you know, and learning to accept yourself as you are at this very moment, wanting nothing, you know, and you know, be with the breath. And <clears throat> basically, also uh, telling them about the technique of like counting your breath, you know? and so we did, our, you know, uh, some uh, meditation, you know, sitting there, told them to kind of uh, stand and sit, you know, uh, in beautiful posture, majestic posture, to become a mountain, just for this, you know, this moment, and uh, <clears throat> accepting yourself and concentrating your mind. On the grass you know. So <coughs> it went very well, and then I said, well, because I said, well, I'm, you know, we got to do something with the art as well, and so I told them that we were going to stand up and uh, very mindfully and slowly uh, stand and uh, watch each, you know, steps, and I was going to ask them to basically pick one painting because imagine it's happening on a Monday. This beautiful gallery, which is large, with all this beautiful artwork, is just like empty silence. You know? And we are only twenty-five of us. You know? So <clears throat> it's a very precious opportunity. You know? And uh, but <clears throat> before that, if you, uh, let me indulge, I like to tell you a story that I told them, as well, in order to kind of uh, to be mindful and how what to pay, and you know the. Paying attention, you know, to the artwork and pra- practicing some kind of a uh, meditative and uh, practice into it, you know. So I had those uh, uh, t- two fellows one day I was in uh, uh, in Spain, and I heard about those two fellows who came to Toronto to uh, did some self screening for Charlie Pactor and Margaret Atwood, and so uh, <coughs> and they have they had given to my stepdaughter, a beautiful present, but I was not there at the time. So I thought if I go to Spain, I would go and pay a visit and thank them. You know. So I did. I went to Madrid and knocked at their door and I introduced myself and uh, thanked them you know, for the present. And so they, they invited me and ended up staying three weeks. <laughs> 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 so they, they wouldn't let me go and I, I was not doing <laughs> <putting> a fight. <laughs> it was kind of nice. <laughs> but we had wonderful conversation, of course, with the art and everything else. And on the last day, you know, uh, both names were, they were like Manolo and Ablo Sanchez. And Manolo on the last day uh, said, you know, we're going to have a party and, uh, you know, uh, just to say goodbye and everything else. So they invited some friends, we had a huge paella. And then we, we kept on talking until like 5 o'clock in the morning, and, uh, <clears throat> so, and then at one point he said, oh, Jacques, before you go I've got to show you something. And so he goes down and I thought, okay, he was going to come and pick up something and show me. Well, he came up with his car key and he said, let's go, <laughs> And I said, okay, and we took his car and we drove through the landscape, beautiful summer landscape you know, all the, the wheat fields and everything else, for one hour, two hours, and on the third hour, you know, I say, oh my God, what is this thing, you know? <laughs> and, uh, this is, uh, you know. So, uh, as I was going, you know, my anticipation, I was like saying, wow, this is going to be something. And then we started to drive through the mountain, and we ended up, you know, like uh, there was, he was leading me through a monastery. And I thought, oh, maybe he wants to show me a, uh, Hidden Goya or Velazquez or something like that. This is gonna be great. <laughs> These guys know this stuff, you know. This is good, you know. And so uh, you know, we arrive at the monastery, we go through the door, pay walls on it, you know, stone like this. And we walk through it, and I say, Okay, I understand and we go through it again, and then after that we arrive right through the kitchen, you know? And I say, Okay, the kitchen, and then we go it's a little door, and it leads us through a staircase, very insignificant-looking staircase, like quite but beautiful circular, you know, and uh, <coughs> all painted white, except for one single little line, like this, all round at you know belt level going all around like this you know all the way from the top to, i mean from the bottom to the top like this just a little line no bigger than that and he said "That is. Mm-hmm. and i said oh <laughs> 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 you draw me three hours <laughs> 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 and so I okay, and he said uh, and he said what color is it mm-hmm. you know Look at it, you know, I say, Black said, No <laughs> Look carefully, you know. So uh, of course I get closer and engage, you know, with it, you know, and pay close attention. And I realized it was seven layers of the most beautiful, delicate blue, mm-hmm. you know. Like almost like watercolors, you know. And it was uh, layers and other layers. We were, of course, creating these darker uh, colors, which, of course, I assume, you know, like this, it would be black. But it was indeed so beautiful, you know. In that little line, totally, we looked at, totally insignificant, was the most beautiful kind of layers, you know, of those, of those colors. And it was all hand-painted, you know, without anything like this. And you could even see when the, the brush, you know, were running out of ink. And then when the, uh, the person had, you know, started over. It was uh, And certainly, it really, I was like uh, so touched, you know, deeply touched. You know, I thought, that's just like, this is quite something. You know, like the other, and this is a, the gesture of an artist to share his art, you know. But, but I thought it was—it uh, was just like this, you know, like a <laughs> wake up, you know. So I tell that story to begin there, you know. So when they look at the works, and when they look at the colors, when they look at the line, they look at everything. I wanted them to kind of a really apply you know, uh, correct the same mistakes <laughs> that we often do, just to kind of. A, Fly over and uh, bring their own assumption, you know, failing to really bring, uh, to perceive things in a fresh way. Instead, bring them with, uh, tainted, you know, with our own rush and everything else, you see. So, <clears throat> and, uh, so they got it. And we went on and we stood up and then we started to work. But right away, there was, of course, you know, a person wanted to go really fast so they could get right away to their painting. So once again, (laughs) stop! (laughs) (laughs) It's so great when, you know, we all make those mistakes because we can really kind of point out and help ourselves this way. So anyway, so I say, ah, you see, that's what we all do, you know. We have such a linear thinking, you know, from point A to point B. You know, that's what we want. We want to get as fast as we can from point A to point B, you know. And uh, so we dismiss the journey. A lot of things can happen, you know, between A and B. And uh, so, uh, I mean, when we watch carefully, when we are present, it's a, it's a real adventure, you know. And, um, and anyway, so everybody started to move very quite slowly. and. They went in, into the galleries and picked one painting and each one stood. I told them this is not about quantity, quality, you know. Just remain with the painting for five, maybe ten minutes. Stay with it and, you know, engage with it. You know, uh, in but this we call it about Dana, you know, which is generosity. So you just become generous with your your attention, your time, you know, and you know, when you give, then you know, something comes back, you know, like it's quite nice, you know, like the painting, the more you look at it, the more she tells the painting, a lot of things comes up, you know, with all your own herself, so new fresh perception, you know, a lot of things happen, it becomes a real adventure, you know, because that's what it's all about, you know, it's the sca- discovery that what, you know, of saying things in a fresh way. You know? And so, and then the most beautiful things happen. And I told them, I say, you know, we have beautiful artwork over here, but uh, the the things, the, the the thing next to those works, which is the most beautiful thing, it's all of you standing in front of those works with such great, in great stillness, you know, and uh, just like uh, giving yourself to it. You know? So that was quite. <laughs> sweet yeah. i wanted to share that with you uh, because often and uh, it was a um, you know we, we do the practice we practice the meditation you know and uh, we really involve ourselves you know into it but then we have to take it you know outside and uh <coughs> and i actually ended up also talking about uh, when we before we left on how you know like a we are in this beautiful space, you know, with a beautiful light and beautiful art, you know. but when we step out, we are going to engage in other beautiful spaces or other spaces, and lights uh, and uh, art, art which are the people that surround us, events and all that. And so uh, the necessity to, uh, to really engage in a fresh way, you know, and so moment to moment and uh, just being present. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, anyway, so uh, that was my uh, little, I wanted to share that with you. And, well, so, I mean, I'm not the one to make advertisements for the show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not here for that. (laughs) But uh, uh, more, I want to advertise uh, the gestures on how to engage in our uh, daily life, of course. And, uh, yeah the art of seeing. (laughs) Yeah, there you are. Thank you.